traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. In the squadron, they called him Bullets. But we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, well, hi, everybody. Hey, Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker, thank you. Thank you for what you did. Thank you, Herschel Walker. One hell of an effort, one hell of an effort. And, um, man, this whole damn thing seemed to be rigged against you. Rigged, yeah, R-I-G-G-E-D, Democrats, big tech, of corporate America, moving heaven and earth to help a bum like Raphael Warnock. Raphael Warnock, you know, everything they said about you, all the rumor, all the innuendo, all the kooks that came forward, you know, and the network bending over backwards. To respect their privacy, we are not identifying the right? They did that all the time. And then another case, we have seen the documentation, but we will not show it to you out of concerns for privacy. All that stuff. They always, there's always some woman who was uh, anonymous who had something to say about Herschel Walker. And um, there's a woman who's not anonymous who, uh, her name is Mrs. Warnock, who told the police on body cam footage that this guy tried to run over my foot. Could you please help me? Uh, that's uh, a Republican smear effort if you ever talked about that. You'd be surprised what the hell's going on. Um, How many people who are alleged conservatives are running scared? I wouldn't talk about that if I were you. What? Hey, this is still America. (laughs) Uh, I I guess I'm going to have to be one of those guys who walks around with the Constitution, all right? The Bill of Rights, the freedom of speech. This is still America. Uh, I've already gotten three, three people. I know people I like people who are, you know, smart with it. People trying to tell me that I went too far on Twitter. Uh, what did I do on Twitter? I am actually really upset about Georgia and I'm because is our country really signing up for this radical agenda? I guess it is. If that election were so free and fair, do you remember what they freaked out about the Georgia voting law? That's uh, Jim Crow. Jim Crow looks like Jim Eagle. Remember, remember all the, uh, corporate America's canceling the baseball game. They had to move it from Major League Baseball, move the game from Atlanta, the All-Star game, to Denver because of the racism of the Georgia voting law. Okay? Um, I think what happened is they realized, hey, this Georgia voting law, there's all kinds of ways we can game it, we can work it. <laughs> yeah, we we like this Georgia. The Democrats decided they like the Georgia voting law and uh, Warnock. So, um the Senate remains in Democrat hands as uh, after the most disastrous two years we've ever seen from any president ever. Even Newt Gingrich is saying, well, you're underestimating uh, uh, Joe Biden. No, no, I, I, I see him for what he is. And so do you. We know. Uh, but they're covering up for him. They're protecting him. Everything that this country is and has is moving heaven and earth to protect Joe Biden, protect Democrats, and hurt Republicans. Herschel Walker, wow, what a guy, too. He didn't need this. He wanted to do it. 
did he have a checkered past? Who doesn't these days? You know, who doesn't? There's you can find something on anybody. But if you're a Democrat, they'll make sure that they accuse anyone who brings it up of racism. Oh, it's racist. It's a Republican smear attack to talk about the wife of Raphael Warnock in the driveway saying that he's an abuser. It's body cam footage. It's not some kook who showed up at Gloria Allred's office, okay, in Los Angeles to say something that went down between a woman and Herschel Walker in 1993. It happened in the driveway in April. (laughs) In April. Right there. Today, it's now, present day. If it were a movie, you know, it, it says uh, 1970. It opens. Top Gun opens that way. Present day. Present day. Now. Present day. Plus or minus two years. Present day. Um, you know, it, one of the worst things is that Christian, the son of Herschel, kind of, who's a real kind of interesting guy. I used to like him. He's a little flamboyant. He's a college student, I guess, and he's always putting out these great videos calling out the woke left. And well, I think the woke left gave him every chance. And I think they gave him every incentive to turn against his father, which he ultimately did. I noticed he did that well after he supported his father, hugged his father, was there for the opening campaign announcement at Mar-a-Lago. He, um, so Herschel, man, he didn't have to do it. He did it a genuine sacrifice. And uh, they, they just did everything they could. And, you know, there's some people out there who are not as politically active or engaged as we are, uh, who can't, who just hang around. They overhear things on the news. And if you overhear things on the news and you're not politically engaged, you might think that Herschel Walker is a monster the night before the election. NBC News. I mean, they played it all. All those allegations from all those women from 1993, 1996, 2003, all right? long time ago, but they didn't show you the body cam footage from the police (laughs) just the other day, essentially, from Raphael Warnock's wife. There's a lot of Trump blaming going on, uh, of course, right? I mean, it's just like it's like 2015 all over again. Here we are. It's all Trump's fault. The more they say that, I do believe the stronger he gets, he is. And I feel so free, free. I am surprised. Rhinos, rhinos, Republicans in name only. They just love the system. They just, so let me tell you about the tweet I put out this morning because I'm in a bit of a mood, if you will. Uh, What did I say? It's about Joe Biden and Joe Biden's daughter-in-law. Here we go. You ready? I got a picture of Joe Biden uh, uh, kissing his daughter-in-law. And I think anyone would probably say this is inappropriate. I mean, in any family, you say like, uh, you're moving in a little close there, Joe. He's just, but we've seen that before. That's not the point of the story, though, okay? He's kissing his daughter-in-law, Haley, a couple of years ago. So I say, okay, so that's Bo's widow, uh, and Hunt, that's Bo's widow, and Hunter's ex-girlfriend, Haley, seen here with Joe. Joe's getting too close as usual. Now, there is a wild report about what she's saying about the Biden family, but it may be a spoof or a hoax. I'm investigating. Now, there is a wild report out there about what Haley Biden, um, well, there are some allegations that are fascinating. However, they're just allegations at this point. I'm not putting them on the radio, and I'm not putting them on uh, on uh, TV yet. i got to find out. Is this true? What the hell is going on? If it's true, great. If it's not, we don't know yet. You see, unlike the fake news, unlike the left, they just go with anything. Ooh, that sounds great. Let's do it. Push it, push it, push it. Why not? 
Uh, well, we don't know the story yet, and I'll get back to you on that one. But the wild thing for me is the intensity of the reaction, the negative intensity of the reaction on on Twitter and, quite frankly, in my life. People I know, people I like, people I respect saying, oh, it's really, I mean, I, I don't understand why you're saying that about uh, about Haley and, you know, Bo and, and Hunter. What do you mean? Why are you using that picture? What's the problem with the picture? This is true. This is all true. There, there are people who just don't engage on this stuff who don't know. There are people on our side who are saying you can't talk about the truth because it could get you into trouble. What the hell kind of what the hell kind of nation is this? What I did not join the Marine Corps. I joined the Marine Corps in part. Well, a lot of reasons. Number one, seemed like a cool thing to do. I kind of wanted to learn how to fly. I thought the uniforms are great. You travel the world, you meet people, and oh, by the way, you serve the country. And the country was worth serving, right? I mean, look at us. Wow, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Um, we're awesome. We kick ass. We're America. Man on the moon. All those things. And I can't talk about facts regarding a political opponent. Yeah, I consider Joe Biden a political opponent. I don't like him. I can still say that. And I can still point out that his son is dating or was dating the his dead brother's widow. And Joe Biden felt her up in a very strange way, obviously, feeling anybody up, unless you're man and woman or seriously involved or whatever. And I can't say this stuff. This is uh, this is too much to handle. Hmm? Is there a problem? Um, there shouldn't be. Oh, my gosh. And people are incensed. S- incensed at me. Now, granted, Twitter, we thank Elon Musk. It's still a... Um, it's it's great. He's coming to the rescue. Thank God. Although we shouldn't have to rely on you know one capricious billionaire who may change his mind. And I, maybe he hates Trump. Maybe he doesn't. But freedom of speech should not depend on him. And you say, well, I'm not on Twitter. This doesn't mean anything. Everybody who creates the news is on Twitter. That's where they get it. I'm talking about the editors at NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, all, all those places, Fox. It's important. What goes here, it used to be the New York Times set the agenda. Twitter is setting the agenda. Here's something else. The fake news got deadbeat dad Warnock elected. His poor ex-wife desperately pleaded with the cops for protection from him. It's on body cam. But instead, the media ran with anonymous kooks who showed up at Gloria Allred's office. Media hypocrisy. Herschel did a great job. And he did, by the way. Hey, are we good with the Monday night stuff, Uh, Kevin? Are we good with the Monday night stuff? All right. Get to that in a moment. Uh, Do me a favor. Jump down to this poor woman, Mrs. Raphael Warnock. And remember, the media ignored her. Listen to her desperate cries for help. Instead, they went with anonymous women uh, in Gloria Allred's office in Los Angeles. Whatever they said about Herschel Walker, they put it right on the news. But this woman, this woman they ignore. Go. And he just starts backing the car up. And he wasn't going fast. Like, I'm not. Ran, 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 ran her over. Don't talk about that. Why the hell not? This is still America, ma'am. This is still America. I got to check in with my friend Tatiana Ibrahim. So uh, I don't know how this is all going to play out. I, I don't know what the hell's going to happen to America. Republicans are not going to be able to figure out mail-in voting. Not the way the Democrats do it. They'll always have another group of people they can go to. 
and represent them as having voted. It's going to be as we've turned voting into something cheap, like when Gimbals used to sh- send out all those, uh, what do you call them, the flyers, the penny saver. Just send as many as you can. It's going to be like a, a mail order campaign with all the safeguards of a mail order campaign. This should be sacred. This should be intact. Jimmy Carter, of all people, and Secretary of State James Baker said, you can't have mail-in voting. It's going to screw everything up. And if you do have it, you should limit it to 15 days. Well, now it's 15 freaking weeks before the election. You can start voting. It's rigged. It's rigged against us. I don't know how. We're we're going to make it out somehow. It may not be in 2024. It may not be. Uh, Republicans will never be able to do it. Not like the Democrats. This is what they do. Hey, Republicans, we got other things to do. We we got other things to do. We have lives to lead. Those people, they live for this crap. They have no God. They have no religion. They have no values. This is their religion. This is why they fight like crazy. I mean, everything now, however, we're getting galvanized. I don't know. Am I getting radicalized right now? Am I getting radicalized? I don't know. I don't know. That poor lady. And now it's Raphael Warnock. Now, Herschel... Let's hear his concession speech. Sounded, he's taking it like a man. Cut 14. I want you to continue to believe in this country, believe in our elected official, and most of all, stay together. Don't let anyone separate you. Don't let anyone tell you that we can't, because I'm here to tell you we can. I'm here to tell you we can. And as I said early on, this is God is good. And he's a good God all the time. He's a good God. So I want to say I'm never going to stop fighting for Georgia. I'm never going to stop fighting for you because you're my family. Because I always, oh, I'm a, I'm a winner. Hey, we all winners. So we're all winners. And that's what I want to say. We're all winners. And I want to say God is a good God. God bless you guys. And let me tell you, stay together. Continue to believe in our elected official. Always, always cast your vote, no matter whatever is happening. Cast your vote for all that. And God we trust. I do. And God we trust. Continue to cast your vote. Never, never, never give up. All right? God bless you guys. Thank you, guys. And I thank you. Wow, what a beautiful statement. Beautiful, right? Really nice. Really nice. And God is good. God is great. And he knows everything that's going on. He knows what happens. He knows what happens outside, inside. He knows what happens in our hearts and our brains. He knows what other people are. He knows what everything's going. He can handle it. He can obviously. He's God. So Herschel, congratulations to you. You did an amazing job. And um, we'll get there. We will get there. And Raphael, I hope you get some help. The help that you so desperately need. And especially for your your wife, actually. I'll be back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So the Trump Organization convicted of uh, what tax fraud? The organization tax fraud. Now I, I looked it up. The sentence they're facing, I think the most severe could be, would be a one point three million dollar fine, which is sounds like a lot, right? It's not. It's paltry. It's um, it's not much at all. I do not trust Alvin Bragg, and obviously with very good reason. This guy is insane. Alvin Bragg is the district attorney for New York County, otherwise known as Manhattan. And the first day in office, he says he's going to decriminalize uh, resisting arrest. He's going to decriminalize certain forms of armed robbery. 
he's going to decriminalize fair jumping. This guy was elected district attorney of uh, a county, not emperor. And this is the guy today who's gloating about a conviction. Doesn't want to convict anybody but Trump. Well, join the club. There's, you know, a lot of people have um, tried this. Attorney General James. Uh, let's see. Uh, everybody in the swamp, Adam Schiff, those committees, impeachment one, impeachment two, Russia, all that nonsense. This doesn't actually, the more I look at this, uh, it looks like it should be a civil pen. Why the hell did they have it? Was it, in, it was in criminal court. But it was a civil case? I don't get it. I don't get it. I have no faith in them whatsoever. The longer the list gets of people who have been implicated in Trump's orbit, right, it's uh, And what are we up to now, 20 people? They love showing you the list of people who have gone down, close associates of Trump, you know, the Alan Weisselberger. The greater that list is, the more names are on it. It doesn't implicate Trump. It implicates the swamp, the system, especially rogue prosecutors. Zealous, uh, overly zealous, um, get Trump at any cost. Prosec- you, you think this is like right down the middle and they evaluate the law? Objectively, no, it's a very dirty political game. You, you know what actually is a pretty good show in this regard? Billions. Uh, you know, the the U.S. attorney, who's kind of an amalgamation of some characters, including Elliot Spitzer. Anyway, um, these guys, it's a swamp. The system is corrupt. Our ideals are amazing, but the system is uh, is gone. Um, turnstiles, jumping turnstiles. Hey, did you see that lady? Uh, lady, I shouldn't call her a lady, the chief of police in Tampa who was nailed for what exactly? You see the body cam footage? All right, she's driving in a, what is it, a golf cart with her husband. A golf cart gets pulled over by the police. She's going two miles per hour. Her husband's driving the golf cart, gets pulled over by the police. Do we have time to play this? Not really? All right, we'll do it right after the break, but it's wild. I don't think she should be in any trouble at all. She just lost her job. You got to hear this thing. Let me know, by the way. You may have seen it. The fake news is totally freaking out. Helmet head, what's her name? Nora O'Donnell put it on. Jim Acosta sitting there judging. This beautiful person and her husband. The husband had such pride in his wife. I, I love these people, even though I've never met them. Never will, probably. But anyway, give me a moment. I'll be back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It used to be they only had candy around Halloween. Now they have it around all the time. There's always candy everywhere you go, right? (laughs) Anyway, um, Newsmax had a great Christmas party last night at Gotham Hall. Um, Beautiful facility, great party. Thanks to uh, Mr. Ruddy, of course, Chris Ruddy, CEO of Newsmax. And um, uh, he ran the – he threw the party, and hundreds of people were there, including – uh, my other boss, John Katzmatidis, uh, who runs Red Apple Media, Chad, Emily, all these. Anyway, it was good. I do have a problem at parties, though. It's um, the small talk, the what else am I not that good at? I'm not that good at, uh, like, when do you stop talking to somebody? You know what I mean? If you you know somebody's waiting to talk. You know, when when does a conversation stop? How do you know to move on? I mean, I, 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 I how do you know to move on? How do you know not to move on? How do you know all these things? It's like. And it's, it's by definition, there are going to be like 67 things that happen that are awkward at every party, right? Um, but you got to just roll with it. You just go with it. That's what you just go with it. And just, eh, you know what I mean? It's, uh, and, and you're going to say the wrong thing sometimes. You just don't get one thing that helps and one thing that hurts. If you drink, you're not going to be as good, especially at a work thing. 
if there are work people involved, uh, you probably shouldn't do that. Um, do I want to talk about the church group? No, we'll get to that in a moment. Oh, I have to do this, and I really do want to know what you think. This body cam thing, it's gotten me more and more upset. This chief, her name is Mary O'Connor, and I know plenty of people out there disagree with me. Uh, gosh, we really have made being a cop a terrible, terrible job, right? Now, first of all, everybody denied that those were horrible riots. They called them peaceful protests, remember? Black Lives Matter, right? And it was like A-OK to get up into a cop's face and take out all the problems of America's society on that cop. Yell and scream right at their face. And now a cop can't even, I guess it's a, you can lose the job if you show a little courtesy, a little discretion, a little discretion. You know what? Basically speaking, cops don't give each other tickets. All right? There, I said it. Okay? If you get pulled over, you're probably, and if a cop pulls you over and you're a cop, you're probably not going to get a ticket, and you probably shouldn't get a ticket. I'm okay with that. I actually am. It's one of the perks of the job, right? I would hope there's a couple still, maybe. Or is it one more reason to not be a cop? Because if somebody does show you a little kindness, all hell is going to break loose. So listen to this. We have the whole thing up, right? Wait, do we have the whole thing up? I don't know if I sent you the whole thing. I want to make sure you get the whole thing. So you hear the, from beginning to end, body cam. I think we only have a redacted version of it. Body cam, uh, Tampa, Chief. Let me make sure, because the thing that we have is a shorter version of it. I want it from when the guy gets out of the car and everything, okay? The whole the whole damn kit and caboodle. It's only like two minutes long. All right, well, I find this. Um, Jeff, what do you think? Hi. Hello? Yeah. Hey, Greg. Hi. Yeah. Great to talk to you. Good. What's uh, up? Actually, I'm uh... I'm a former police officer, too. And? Um, I think the body cameras are good. Okay. I'm not saying they're not. All right. Come on, Jeff. Um, Come on. You know how this works. Say something. Provoke me. What do you got? I am disgusted with the Democrats. They are destroying this country. My new profession, I went and got my Class A driver's license. So I work for a company that uh, transports automobiles. And I've been doing it for almost three years. And ever since Biden took office, this profession with the economy has gone downhill. Wait, do you do? Wait, wait, wait. You, you deliver cars like from New York to Florida? Is that what you do? Well, I'm their local driver. So I, I stay like in the Northeast, like today. I'm actually on the Pennsylvania Turnpike right now. I went down to Maryland, and then I went to Harrisburg. I'm what are you doing? You're delivering, to... you're delivering cars? Yeah, so we do dealer swaps. So someone out of state buys a car from a dealer in New York, I'll deliver the car down to Maryland today. That's what I did. And how do you and get then, back? Uh, how do you get back? How do you get well, back? I drive, I drive a four-car trailer. Oh, I get it. Maybe you misunderstood me. Um, no, I mean sometimes I, when people I, deliver a car, they they actually drive the car themselves. You drive or you drive a trailer. All right. So listen, you're fed up with America. Hey, you're a former cop. I want you to hear this. We got the thing ready to go. All right. Here's the body cam. A a a, a golf cart in Tampa, Florida, right outside, is observed going about two miles per hour, <laughs> and they pull it over, I guess, for no tags. This is the whole thing. Go ahead. 
Beach Lake Service Road, Woodlands Parkway. It's going to be a golf cart, no tag. Good evening. How you doing? Good. I'm Deputy Chicago Sheriff's Office. Stop you because you driving tag or uh, unregistered vehicle with no tag on it on the roadway. Yeah, we were we went to the club. It was closed, so we went over and picked up some. Is your camera on? It is. I'm the police chief in Tampa. Oh, how you doing? I'm doing good. Okay. I'm hoping that you'll just let us go tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, not say I, I. You look familiar, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I do. <laughs> okay. So, all right, folks. Well, uh, have a good night. Staying over here in East Lake Woodlands. Yeah, we live in East Lake Woodlands. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Well, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> so, I'm Deputy Jacoby. Okay. Same here, my friend. All right. Take so, care of yourself. All right. Sorry take care. To bother you. All right. No worries. No worries. Like, say, we have a lot of problem with the uh, the golf carting around here. You know, everybody. Yeah, no, we out. don't normally come out. We never the club come was out. Closed, we never. So we saw gotcha. we went to the Greek place to get some food. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right, then we'll take care, and uh, it was nice meeting you. All right. <laughs> oh, all right. If you ever need anything, call me. Okay. Serious. All right. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Yes, ma'am, you're welcome. Thank so. you for your service. Thank you for yours. Thank you. So, all right. Take care. All right. Take care. Thank you. Have a good night, folks. All right. Calm, cool, courteous, polite, everything's fine. The chief is fired. Fire her. Fire, fire, fire her. Why? I have no idea. Uh, this is the world we live in. I mean, well, oh, she used her rank. Well, well, you know what I saw? I saw a new chief, thrilled to have the job. She's only had it for about eight months. Uh, still not used to the thing, like, uh, she recognized the, the, the husband had pride, I could tell. And what else there? The one thing that she said that I winced at a little bit when she says, oh, I thought you looked familiar. Just, I'm sure I do. That was... But you know what that was? That was just an amateurish kind of thing to say. She's not accustomed to the attention, to the visibility. Anyway, that little uh, traffic stop is on the evening news with Nora O'Donnell. Is on uh, Jim Acosta on CNN. They're all doing it. They're all talking about it. Oh, and now they did it when it happened, and now they're doing it that she lost her job. The chief had to leave. The mayor made a big fuss about it. The mayor, what's her name? Castor, Jane Castor, steps up and says, this is not about a traffic stop. It's about integrity. Jeff, you're a former cop. What are your thoughts on that situation? Um, you said the magic word before was disruptive. What was the magic word? You got cut off. I personally, someone pulling a golf cart over, that would not be me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, golf, to begin with, it's absurd. I mean, to begin with, although I don't blame the cop for doing it. He said that we got a problem with these golf carts on the road. Maybe somebody complained, but it does sound a little ridiculous. Discretion, courtesy, respect, and all in all, they should have been giving everybody tickets. Everybody gets a ticket. Wow, we just made that job. One other reason to not take that job, being a cop. So um, it's just terrible. Feel badly for this person. It's on the freaking evening news with Nora O'Donnell. I got a question for Nora O'Donnell, by the way. As she did this the other night. Do we have that, too? We have it. All like, we do. Um, we do? She's making a big deal out of it. Her and her great big helmet head. You know, she has three people who do her hair, two who do her makeup, three who buy her clothes, right? This is not a person with real-world problems. 
and she's jumping up and down. I think I texted it to you the other day. I have a question for her. Her husband actually um, runs a restaurant, I think, in Washington, D.C. His name is Chef Jeff. Ooh, Chef Jeff. Get it? It rhymes. Chef and Jeff. I just wonder if any CBS News executives ever ate at that restaurant for free. I mean, if I go there, I'm paying customer. Why should they get to go? Why should that be free? Why should this woman who makes millions and millions of dollars be buying off executives like that? Anyway, Jeff, thanks for calling. Safe ride home, okay? Thanks a lot, Greg. Have a good one. You bet. You bet. Uh, let's get another cop opinion on this one. Terry in Staten Island. How you doing, Greg? Good. Okay, yeah, so um, I did 35 and a half years on the NYPD. I just retired last year as a lieutenant. 35 and a half team. years? That's yeah, a... I was there when your dad was the police commissioner. I saw the whole turnaround of the city. 35 how, years? Um, I didn't know you. How old were you when you retired? I just retired last year. I was 57, 56 and a half. I came on when I was 21. It's kind of amazing, whole... man. Good for you. Yeah, I did most of my time in the street. And I've seen the whole disaster of what has become of the a once great city due to the, the wokeism of the left. I feel that that chief did absolutely nothing wrong. Of course, cops give each other's breaks. That's why, we, you know, when I get pulled over by a cop, I, I do exactly what he says. I, I let him know I'm a retired lieutenant. My ID card's in my left, right, my left uh, pants pocket. Is it all right if I get my license and my ID to show you, officer? Right. And I show it to him. I never, I, I personally don't say, oh, you know, I hope you can give me a break. I do hope he, can, he gives me a break because I, I'm a brother or sister officer. Uh, but I, 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 don't, I don't personally ask. But, you know, I get the break. Uh, you know, that's all we really have now. I mean, if you can't, I mean, this wasn't the crime of the century. The yeah. person, you know, they were the drunk driving and they crashed into somebody. They're driving a, go- a golf cart. That's ridiculous. A it's- it's, okay, it's a legit, technically legitimate stop. And she asked for a break, and she got a break. Uh, and she's and now she has no job. She has no job. And I think one of the things she had going against her is that she's uh, a married woman. Um, you can look up the uh, married woman married to a man. You can look up the issue, uh, not the issue. You look up the profile of uh, the mayor down there. I just wonder if there's uh, some other agenda at work. Um just wondering, just one. Oh, he, he, do me a favor, Terry. Here, so here it is. That ordinary traffic stop, no big deal. She says she hopes she didn't command, she didn't order, she didn't uh, threaten. And Nora O'Donnell, with her big helmet head, wants to make it a, and she does a federal case. Go ahead. Well, Tampa's police chief resigned today after an investigation into a traffic stop where she asked for special treatment. Body cam video shows the now former chief asking a sheriff's deputy to just let them go. CBS's Jeff Begay has new details. <laughs> now you got to bring in this guy. Now listen to this guy's tone of voice, right? Talk about over the top. He should work at Inside Edition. Keep going. A Pinellas County Sheriff's deputy was on patrol when he pulled the couple over in a golf cart last month. <laughs> Tampa Police Chief Mary O'Connor is in civilian clothing along with her husband who is driving the golf cart. Is your camera on? It is. I'm the police chief in Tampa. Oh, how you doing? Then came what an internal investigation called a violation of Tampa Police Department. Stop for a second. Let's 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 face it, Terry. We support cops. There are cops who have killed people who are on suspension but still get a paycheck. 
just got <laughs> so stupid. Uh, and a lot of you folks out there say, oh, yeah, no, she's, uh, she's, uh, no, she never should have done that. Let me just hear the rest of this thing. Why? I'm hoping that you'll just let us go tonight. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, I'll say, uh, not to say I, I, you look familiar, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I do. Okay, so, all right, folks, well, uh, have a good night. O'Connor then handed uh, the deputy her business card. Oh, all right. You ever need anything, call me. In Chief O'Connor's resignation letter, she wrote, I would never want my personal mistake to stand in the way of the progress I have made mending relationships between the police department and the community. The damage may have already been done. The internal investigation concluded the chief used her official position to obtain privileges not otherwise available. Oh, my God. Mayor Jane Castor. But I looked at this particular incident and it wasn't about a uh, traffic stop. It wasn't about a golf cart. It was about integrity. Oh, my it God. It's about, about integrity. All right. That's it. We're all going down, Terry. We're all finished. We're all finished. Surveillance state, by the way. Hey, Terry, let me ask you this. If you're active duty, you're retired now. But if you're active duty, isn't it kind of conceivable that you should identify yourself as a police officer? Because. Yes, you should identify Yes, because you have a weapon. You have a weapon in the car, potentially. And they should get a heads up about that weapon. If you see it, don't go crazy because I'm a cop. I think there's probably a regulation. There might even be a law to that effect. You should let the officer know who you are. You be respectful. You listen to the officer, and you hope you get the break. That's why we give our friends, relatives, family members a PBA card, because you hope maybe if you didn't do anything too serious, not serious stuff, minor stuff, that the officer will give you a break. I mean, we got people pushing people on train tracks. <laughs> yeah, arrested, no, being, right. being arrested, being arrested 35 times, career criminals, and they're right back out of jail. No big problem. Right. But the officer's driving a golf cart. Yeah, golf I know, no, no, it's, it's ludicrous. I thank you, thank you for, thank you for uh, your point of view here. I agree totally. I am a little bit surprised that uh, no, some people are saying no, that, that was a, an abuse of whatever. Nor O'Donnell. You know, one of the reasons why I never fit in when I was in Washington, D.C., uh, partly because I actually had my ass in the grass. You, Terry, you were a uh, you were a cop for a long time. I mean, I don't you don't have to be a cop or a, um, a, a fighter pilot in the Marine Corps to know what I'm talking. You can be a bus driver. You ever hear of when a bus crashes? You know, they all want to pin it on the bus driver, teacher, anybody who has any response. Everybody's vulnerable. Everybody. And I don't like this surveillance state we're suddenly living in. The body camera. Now, I, the body camera could actually make somebody, like, drive away. Let's let's pretend for a moment, not this case, but let's pretend for a moment some somebody's fooling around with a girl that he shouldn't be with in the car, right? Right? There's something going on there. Oh, my God. You could hear, you could conceivably, somebody would hit the gas, right? <laughs> Just like, oh, my, I, I, I can't be seen with this person. They got to do a better job, I think, controlling this body cam stuff. Surveillance state, surveillance state. It's already happened. I got to go. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, I'm not kidding. Is um, Nancy Pelosi going out with uh, Michael Fanone? They got something going on. They were basically canoodling at that memorial service yesterday. What was that service? It wasn't a memorial service. It was a handing out gold medals service. Handing out gold medals. To the January 6th cops? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. What's a good analogy here, huh? <laughs> I mean, the deck of the, 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 the Titanic crew getting medals, uh, that's, a, that's a little bit too easy. This is ludicrous. 
This is a huge failure by law enforcement. I love law enforcement. But when they screw up, come on. Oh, by the way, they shot and killed an unarmed woman by the name of Ashley Babbitt. And they give these guys trophies for a job well done. So much of this stuff is about narrative and optics, okay? Narrative and optics. There are people who just don't feel comfortable questioning, oh, well, that person served in uniform. I could never say anything. Hey, as much as I support law enforcement, remember, it's public service. Service, all right? We don't report to them. You don't report to them. They work for us, okay? They should be treated with respect. They should be um, held in high regard. But we don't work for them. If we did, that would actually be fascism. And I see, I see us going in that direction. Like, how dare you? How, you cannot question those police officers. You should see what I got when I, I told Michael Fanone that I thought he was a fraud and a jerk. How dare you say that about law enforcement? I said that about Michael Fanone. And they're all kissing their ass. Uh, all right. I expect it from, um, I expect it from Chuck Schumer, cut five. On that terrible day in January, you stared directly into the heart of darkness. And though outnumbered, you held the line. No, the you line didn't. of democracy. You bravely held it, and democracy endured. Oh, wow. The forces of darkness. Um, it was a setup, I believe. Who decided to protect the Capitol with bike racks? How many FBI agents? How many FBI agents facilitated this thing? How many FBI agents were inside the Capitol disguised as Trump supporters waiting to go? You know who won't answer that question? Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI. He refuses to. He could say zero. That's the answer. Zero. But he won't say. It was a setup. And you, Kevin McCarthy, I'm getting a bit tired of defending you. Cut 11. I hope every American will see this award and feel the gratitude for every law enforcement officer who answer the call of duty every day, but especially the Capitol Police and D.C. officers on January 6th. This is the height because of absurdity. Absurdity. It was a failure of law enforcement. You guys are kissing their asses and handing out medals. What did you say next? Today we pay tribute to their service and sacrifice on John, January 6th. These brave men and women in uniform. Stop, stop, stop. It's sickening. Number one, who was the little cop who waved the people inside? Why were those cops standing on either side of the corridor just watching them come in? Why did that cop with the red hair and the eyeglasses escort the horns guy onto the Senate floor? And Michael Byrd takes out his gun and shoots Ashley Babbitt. Not a police department in the country would call that a justified shooting. And you give them medals? It's pathetic. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, this is me. Hey, Aaron Judge is going to remain a New York Yankee? Wow. Wow. Uh, that's uh, He was going to go to San Francisco there for a little while. Do we have enough money in the economy to give to this guy? I mean, really, how much? How much is it going to take to keep him? A trillion dollars? It was like ludicrous. This, um, the, do you know how much? Say it. Nine years, three hundred and sixty million dollars. <laughs> Wait, nine years, three hundred and sixty million dollars. No, uh, let me do the. How many? How much is that a year? Forty million dollars a year. Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't sound like as much as it should be. Three hundred. He probably. How much did San Francisco offer him? 
They offered him the same neighborhood, $360 million for nine years, I believe, yeah. Wow. What do you do? That makes you, you're like, you got the, that's bigger than some countries in a way. I mean, that's like uh, $40 million a year. But these guys never stick around. They never stick around that long, right? Something happens, then they become a free agent, and then there's a it's, – it's very complicated, these baseball uh, uh, contracts and that kind of thing. So I guess he didn't want to move to San Francisco. Why did he stay? Was it for the money? Does he like, does he like the Yankees better or what? Yeah, he didn't want to leave the Bronx, and the Yankees had to increase their offer to match the $40 million that he wanted per year, and they did that. And because of that, he wanted to stay in the Bronx. Yeah, he wanted to be here. He wanted to stay in the Bronx? Correct, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I love, we love the Bronx. Uh, all right. Well, good for him. I guess good for the Yankees. Uh, didn't get us to the World Series last time around, though, did it? Uh, look, I don't care. Good for him. It sounds actually, you know what? Even for Aaron Judge, nice guy. That's too much money. It's one of the reasons why I don't like baseball anymore. I can't get into it. Watching these guys, many corporations run around the bases. You know, they're, they're playing a high school game. Uh, it costs too much money to get there. Uh, going to the game is a hassle. Everything about it is a hassle. I don't want to have anything to do with it anymore. I just don't. And these guys, they, they're just, I hear he's a nice guy. And he married, like, his high school sweetheart and all that stuff. So good for him. He should get as much money as he can. But overall, these kinds of players making that much money, it's a bit of a turnoff. It is. It's just a, it's, it's one thing for, who deserves that kind of money anyway? I don't know. Does anybody? I don't know. I don't know. I, it just seems a little. What do you guys think? Uh, get back to me on that one. The other thing is this. Uh, oh, Nancy Pelosi losing her mind over the January 6th cops. I'm telling you, there's something going on between him and uh, uh, Michael Fanone. Cut 22. On January 6th, we all witnessed the gleeful desecration of our temple of democracy and a violent insurrection against our republic. Our congressional community knows profound terror Stop for a second. Day. I'm sorry, but it's a municipal building. The Capitol, at the end of the day, is a governmental facility, our temple of democracy. You know, I, I heard they take Joe Biden said this sacred place. It's not sacred. It's a government building. All right. Why is it that uh, I keep hearing the White House, the People's House, the People's House? And remember how appalled they were? When Donald Trump quelled the riot that was right in front of the White House, that was threatening the White House? Remember the Secret Service moved into a bunker underneath the White House? Why is it that uh, somehow when that happened to Mike Pence, he was a hero. When Donald Trump, that happened to him, he was a scaredy cat? (laughs) The hypocrisy, the double standard, it is, it's breathtaking. Although I guess I'm not going to, I don't like saying that. I know somebody, a reporter, who always says, it's breathtaking. It's breath. No, it's not. I I I I can breathe. Uh, cut twenty three. Great patriotism, determination, and resilience. They answered the call to serve, putting their lives on the line. Oh gosh, protect- you know what? It reminds me again how much they have milked this thing. She especially, and this whole farce with her husband Paul. You don't tell. That's a oh, oh boy. What a con job we got. Mm. She emerges, doesn't say a damn thing for a week, and then on the eve of the election comes out and says, January 6th obviously led to the horrible attack on my husband, Paul. He got hit in the head, by the way. Let's uh, collect ourselves here. Nancy, one of the reasons why I didn't take it that seriously is you said he was going to be fine that very morning. Paul's going to make a complete recovery. You said that four hours later. That's code for he was barely hurt. Get your story straight, lady.
Get your story straight. I don't like this person. And she keeps going there. Oh, gosh, wait, is this, did she talk about Gettysburg? Where's the Gettysburg one? <laughs> I got to hear this. 26. Lincoln stood on the ground consecrated by the blood of patriots and spoke to the duty to defend democracy. Let us recall his words. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us that we are here highly resolved that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that a government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. Shall not perish from the earth, no matter what the assault, as we saw on January 6th. Thank you to our heroes for being with us today, and thank all of you for joining us as we canonize these heroes in the pantheon of patriots. Oh, oh beautiful for patriots' dreams. Oh, brother. May God bless them. And you liar. Them. You have some nerve invoking honest Abe in your cruel little farce slash hoax. You really do. You are something else. Hey, by the way, she's not quitting Congress. She's going to hang around, right? She's not going to be the speaker, but she's still going to be there. Doesn't she need to spend more time with Paul? I mean, Paul's getting himself into all kinds of trouble with her outside, uh, with with her back in Washington, right? The driving incident, this. Who's going? What's going to happen next? Paul, I'm thinking about you. I really am. I'm worried about Dave DePop. Is that his name? The alleged uh, hammer wielder. What, what's going to happen to him? You think he's going to get a fair shake in all this? No way. No way. No, sir. No, ma'am. All right. I already told you about the uh, Christmas party. We're very happy. It was really great. Hey, Frank Sinatra's birthday is, uh, who throws a birthday party for Frank Sinatra's birthday? I'll tell you who does. WABC. It's a really beautiful thing. Any excuse for a party, I think it's great. He's going to be 107. Is that right? He would have been 107. By the way, anytime, uh, well, never mind. I just, Young people think they're so young. We're all going to be old someday, all right? Hopefully, hopefully. I told you I saw that picture from 1900. There was an old guy and a young woman. I bet she thought she was really special because she was 20 and he was 60. Well, you're both dead now, (laughs) all right? And when he turned, let me see, when he was 120, she was 80, right? We're all going to get old. And young people today, you're not as young as you think, actually. Does that make sense? All right. The other thing I need to do for tonight, uh, let's see. Oh, Walmart is actually, the CEO came out and said, <laughs> prices are going to go up big time, and we're going to close stores because they have legalized stealing. They've legalized it. Shoplifting is now legal. It's unenforceable. You can't stop anybody. That would be racist if you, right? This is all part of the uh, the social, racial justice overall of society. Right? You should just be able to take things. You should just be able to get on that subway for free. They're trying to rearrange society. This is so radically different from just 10 minutes ago in American history. You can look up all the race riots that we've had. You know what? Everybody agreed when it came to the riots, whether it was about race, whether it was about a uh, <laughs> a football game, uh, whether it was about an election, that the rioting was always bad. The rioting was always deemed bad by academia, by the media, by government, Republican, Democrat, always. 
until 10 minutes ago when the rioting now has been sanctified, glorified. And, oh, by the way, those who uh, facilitate riots are, well, I guess, I mean, literally canonized. Isn't that what she said? She used the word canonized. Canonized. That's a... That's a little bit much for me, isn't it? Uh, All right, what else is going on? Let me just get Tony and Stanhope real quick. Hi. Hey, Greg, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Remember when uh, Mrs. Pelosi's husband got caught drunk driving? Yes. He didn't use the word, he didn't talk to the police officer say, I am uh, so-and-so's Mrs. Pelosi, the Speaker of the House's husband. How come she didn't resign? <laughs> did he really say that? Did, that? did he? Did he really? Yeah, did he really yeah, say that? Yeah. Why yeah, didn't she that. resign? Oh, sure. God, that's a good point. Yeah, I got. Why, yeah, why didn't, didn't she resign? All right, hold on a second. Let me see. If that's true, let me see. Let me see here. Let me see. Uh, drunk driving body cam. Let's see if that happened. I don't know if that happened. If it did, look, man, I'm going to look for it. It's a great point if it exists. If it's there, uh, I see. It's hard to find the body cam footage. Imagine that. Oh my gosh! Imagine that. Imagine that. I put in Paul Pelosi drunk driving body camera, and there's 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 almost nothing here. Up, oh, oh, sorry, here it comes. Ooh, nope, nope, nope. Actually, it's very hard to find. How about that? Free country, my foot. We're changing so fast. We are changing so fast. It's not good. Hey, man, thanks. One more. Uh, Jim, where are you? Uh, Afton, upstate New York, Greg. Yeah, I didn't know what uh, I, they, they wrote. They keep writing your, the name of your town wrong. I remember Afton, right no, next to Binghamton. A- yeah. A-F-T-O-N. Yeah, okay. Right up 88. Hey, isn't that where they – hey, by the way, wait, wait, wait. Isn't that where that guy, uh, the Buffalo Shooter, is from? No. No, that was over there by Johnson City. Are you sure? Far away. Yeah, yeah, no, not half. Afton's like Mayberry. That guy, I know where that, yeah, I don't know that guy. He was like by Endicott at Johnson City area. All right, so what's up? Uh, that police, uh, I, I'm friends with a lot of cops. I almost became a state trooper in the 80s, but I got hurt before the academy. Long story short, what went on with that police chief happens a lot. But she, I think she handled it wrong. She was a little kind of swarmy about it. You know, she knew his camera was on. She, she sounded more like a Hollywood agent at a party. You know, here's my card. You need anything. She should just get, gave her credentials. Usually a cop sees the credentials. You know, Jim, think about her. this for a second, though. Think about this, all right? There you are driving around upstate New York, and you're nitpicking a police chief and what she said and how she said it three weeks ago in a golf cart at night at some golf course in Tampa, Florida. Isn't the whole thing a little bit ridiculous? I mean, to put her up to this level of scrutiny. I'm not saying your call is ridiculous, but the whole situation I mean, come no, it, on. I think she had enemies. I think she had enemies. They just used it to take her down, to be honest with you. That's true. Actually, yeah. great point. You know, often when somebody gets fired, they're just looking to get it. They, 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 it's always a pretext. They're just looking to get I you. I wasn't, say, I wasn't saying what you did was wrong. I just don't think she handled it the right way with the camera on. She knew the camera was on. You always got to cover yourself today with cameras, you know, especially if you, wherever you're at. You know, where yeah. you're at. I, I, I have All right. Thank you, buddy. Thank cars. you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I'm hearing this from the left. I'm hearing this from the left. People are really upset. Alvin Bragg should get zero credit for the guilty verdict on Trump organization. This is These are liberals right now. They're very upset. He somehow found a way to convict the company, whatever the hell that means, <laughs> and its CFO. That is a good question. It convicted the company, and the company is going to show up for sentencing 
in two weeks. What does that mean? Who's going to be there? Well, how do you sentence a company? The logo? They're going to bring in the logo? By the way, it's a good name for a company, the Trump Organization. I like that. I like that. All right, give me a moment. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. IQ, the story about the ship with singers and dancers. All right, more on that in a little bit. I'd like to read you something, if you don't mind. Um, It goes like this. Back in 2008, 40% of black people were very or somewhat satisfied with their treatment in society, according to three major polls. But by 2021, those same polls indicated that the number had fallen to 15%. Only 15% were satisfied with the quality of their life and their treatment in society, compared to half of black Americans in 2008. 2021, it falls to 15%. All right, back to the uh, reading. What happened in 2008? Hmm. Oh, yeah. That was the year Obama was elected. He ran as a uniter and governed as a divider. He told black Americans that they had been dealt a bad hand and that they really wasn't anything they could do to improve their situation because white people were structurally invested in keeping them down. The guy is a first class cynic and couldn't care less about what happens to this country. So what can we do? Where do we go from here? This insane moment in history. Well, first of all, by the way, this is from my book. <laughs> okay, this is from my book that's available wherever books are sold starting January 10th. But if you go to the bookstore and say you want the Greg Kelly uh, book on law enforcement, comes out in January, uh, the independent bookseller will hook you up. We'll go to Amazon. The pre-orders are important. It's a big thing in the publishing industry. But I continue as, uh, like this. First of all, I would recommend that you don't let the left intimidate you about race. None of what they say about it is real. They want to back you into a corner and force you to apologize for invisible grievances. Because once you've admitted your guilt, they've got you where they want you. That's why leftist journalists kept hammering on Trump to denounce white nationalism. Because doing it once means you have to do it again, forever. Naturally, if you have harmed someone, you should cure the injury. But don't apologize just because someone demands it. Along with that, don't be intimidated by uniforms. This may sound paradoxical because this whole book is about respect for law and order. But as an ex-military officer, I feel confident in telling you that people who wear uniforms in order to bully other people into submission, whether politically or by force, are cowards and rascals. Soldiers and police officers are not our leaders or our legislators. They are public servants. The job they do is underappreciated and difficult, and they deserve our respect and cooperation. But when people in uniform put themselves forward as political spokesmen, as with the January 6th cops, that's the beginning of actual fascism. It really is. Anyway, I'm very excited about this book, uh, doing all the stuff you got to do to uh, you know, put the word out there and sell a book. I'll be going on a little mini book tour and popping up on shows that I haven't been on before. It should be interesting. Um, very grateful to my publisher, Simon & Schuster, uh, Threshold Editions. And uh, it's a big deal. I'm a first-time author, and I'm excited. And if we sell enough copies of this book, and I think it can, quite frankly, move the needle, actually change the conversation in a, in a helpful and healthy way, uh, I'm going to be able to write another book. <laughs> okay, and that's, that's really what it's about right now um, because, well, I'm planning to live to be, did I ever tell you a fortune teller told me I was going to live to be 110? And um, my family has strict orders to keep me alive no matter what. So, um, you know, those, what's that called, a living will? 
I have one of those, and it's the opposite of what they're supposed to do. Like, you know, if if this happens and that happens, please pull. No, don't pull any plug. I want everything, state-of-the-art equipment, uh, 24-7, keeping me alive in hope of future technology that, uh, that who knows, would totally restore me. Don't give up too soon. All right, as we go to break, real quick, do I have time? No, I don't. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, just remember, there are some rhinos out there still freaked out about Trump's truth social or what they've been told about Trump's truth social. He wanted the Constitution to be thrown out. No, no. He's talking about if you steal the election, if you censor uh, a major story that could influence the election, a totally fair story by one of the most prestigious and oldest newspapers in the country, and it seems pretty apparent that cheating happened, what do you do then? Well, the remedy actually is not in the Constitution. Do you hold another election? I mean, I'm convinced, but not everybody is. But let's pretend for a moment, overnight, it's like we got a video or an audio of of, of Joe Biden saying, wow, I can't believe we got away with it. No tape exists, okay, that I know of, but imagine that. Like, I can't believe we actually pulled this caper off. What would happen? We'd have to figure out a way, right? Do we just, well, he did it fair and square? No. What do we do? Whatever the whatever we came up with, you could you could act constitutionally, but the remedy would not necessarily be in the Constitution. That's how I uh, interpreted his remarks. Of course, everybody's going nuts, and they are also overlooking that the FBI. Wow, we got to do something about this. <laughs> it's amazing they're changing the names of great military bases, but it's still the J. Edgar Hoover Building, because I think the FBI, the way they operate. And the FBI was out there doing political spinning for Joe Biden. A government agency was actively working, colluding with the Biden campaign to get him elected. And now that he's in power, by the way, they're working overtime to protect the Biden children. Very strange. Here's Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook saying that in the days leading. Well, listen to what he said. Cut 25. These are his conversations with the FBI in the fall of 2020. The FBI shouldn't be talking to Facebook, by the way, at all. Cut 25. The background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some, some folks on our team. It was like, hey, stop. Um, Why the hell would the FBI? They, <laughs> hey, go catch the bank robbers. Go catch financial criminals. Go catch uh, child pornographers. Why the hell are you showing up to Facebook and passing disinformation? And by the way, this goes beyond. I'm sorry. You know what? I keep hearing about, well, the rank and file, the rank and file, the rank and file. At some point, the rank and file's got to stand up and say, no more. And fortunately, some of them are doing it tonight. I'll have an FBI whistleblower on my show, but please continue. You know, like, you should be on high alert. There was, the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of, um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. Just kind of thought, hey, look, if, if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, it's a like very professional law enforcement, they come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something, then I want to take that seriously. Stop. Did they sp- you see You see how he uses the FBI as a pretext? Well, it's the FBI. I mean, come on. i got to respect the FBI, right? Uh-huh. Not, not. Mm-mm. Right? The FBI. Hey, what, what the actual... Propaganda was there in 2016. What was the propaganda? The, the the Hillary Clinton emails were legit. The Russians didn't make those up. 
I wonder what propaganda the FBI is saying was out there in 2016. Propaganda. What, the pizza parlor and whatever the hell that was? I still don't know what that's about. Keep going. Need to be on guard about that story? I, no, I don't remember if it was that specific. I don't remember! It, was, it basically fit the pattern. Fit the pattern. Fit the pattern. Oh, boy, what a swamp! All right, there's also this, everybody. You know, uh, I know we're becoming a irreligious society. Fewer and fewer people are uh, believers in God. Fewer and fewer people are practicing uh, their religion. And um, it's one of the reasons why we're becoming so decadent and depraved and inward-looking. It's uh, it's a sad state of affairs. It really is. Hey, 50 years ago today, December, what is it, 6th, 1972? No, December 7th. Is it Pearl Harbor Day? Did I forget? Oh, my, Pearl Harbor Day. All right. Uh, well, um, we remember what happened on um, that day. You may not know this, that the last shot, moonshot with men in the rocket to the moon took place on this day. Uh, they launched from Florida. Destination Moon, Apollo 17, Gene Cernan, uh, Jack Schmidt, I'm not sure the other guy, and uh, they went all the way to the moon, and we have not been back since. We have not had people that far away from Earth in 50 years. Something fundamentally wrong with that. Sorry, what was the command module's pilot, the command module's pilot's name on Apollo 17, if you don't mind? Listen to this. Top Chef star Brittany Anderson co-owned restaurant Canceled reservations for Christian group's private event, citing staff dignity and the group's opposition to same-sex marriage and abortion rights. Metzger Bar and Butchery. I don't want to go to a butchery. (laughs) What a horrible name for a restaurant, Butchery. Metzger Bar and Butchery in Virginia canceled the Christian group's reservation. The Family Foundation has opposed same-sex marriage and abortion rights. The establishment said they canceled because they didn't want to make their staff feel uncomfortable or unsafe. Oh, gosh, that is the silliest word in the world. Unsafe. I am sick of safety. Safe. Your words make me feel unsafe. I feel unsafe. What a scam. All right, listen to this. A conservative Christian group has had their reservation canceled by a Virginia restaurant after it emerged that the group opposed same-sex marriage. And abortion rights. You know who opposed same-sex marriage? Barack Obama as recently as 2006 as an adult male. Wow. Could he get a reservation in that place? Uh, Metzger Bar and Butchery in Richmond, Virginia canceled the... This is in the Deep South, by the way. Not that deep, but kind of deep. Canceled the Christian organization's booking, citing that staff would made uncomfortable and unsafe, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the conservative Christian group, the Family Foundation, said they were left annoyed by the last-minute cancellation and that it was a double standard to the left. The German-themed restaurant is co-owned by TV chef Brittany Anderson, who is known for her shows Top Chef and Chopped. Um, The Family Foundation was planning to host a gathering of their supporters at a private room in the restaurant to deliver an update on the group's work. The organization said that around... I'm reading from the Daily Mail, by the way. The organization said that around an hour and a half prior to their booking... The restaurant owners phoned them to cancel the booking. Victoria Cobb, the president of the Family Foundation, described the incident in a blog post, writing that the group wanted to know why the booking had been canceled at the last minute. The group claims that an employee had researched the Family Foundation and that the staff were refusing to serve them. Cobb likened her group's experience. 
Fitting for a German restaurant, anybody? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, Cobb likened her group's experience of being refused service to eateries that refused to serve black customers before the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Good for you. Hey, by the way, the woke left, you'd be really surprised, really surprised that a lot of people uh, of different colors and races and creeds and nationalities They don't all think like you, although in your cartoon version of the world, they do. The Family Group is a nonprofit Christian organization based in Virginia that says it advocates for policies based on biblical principles. The faith-based organization has opposed LGBTQ plus rights and abortion rights. Shortly after the incident, Metzger Bar and Butchery released a statement on their Instagram page explaining that their staff would be made uncomfortable and unsafe by the group's presence. I got to see this group. I got to see the group. I'm sure they look very threatening. Metzger Bar and Butchery has always prided itself on being an inclusive environment for people. Yeah, I'm sure they've always, they've always, always prided them. They've always, right? They've always talked about that. The establishment said they discovered that the Family Foundation was a group of donors to a political organization that seeks to deprive women and LGBTQ plus persons of their basic human rights in Virginia. Hey, how about your right to have dinner? Okay, let's talk about politics some other time. Let's have a dinner. And I think good people can disagree about abortion. Look, I do. I think I happen to be pro-life. I know people who are pro-left. I'm not going to. But this is where this is the direction things are going. I never hear about this treatment from folks on the right to the left. I only know that I am now losing friends, even in my own family. I'm losing relatives. Won't talk to me because... Oh, you're so, you're for the insurrection. Oh, my gosh. I feel so sorry for these people. They listen to the fake news like that, and they believe it. They believe it. They added that many of their staff are women and or members of the LGBTQ plus community. What is the plus all about, by the way? Uh, all of our staff are people with rights who deserve dignity and a safe work environment. What do you think is going to happen to you? Oh, man, this is sad stuff. And of course, Metzger Bar. Oh, they're going to get a they're going to get an award for this. Um, seriously, just think for a moment. If you had to live in another country, where would you live? <laughs> I love America. I don't want to go, but it's not unthinkable. <laughs> it's just not totally unthinkable. Barbara in Huntington. Hi, welcome back. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you, Brig? Good. What's going on? Good, good. I'm listening to you talking about Nancy Pelosi and quoting her language and playing her quotes about the temple of democracy and the sacrilege of January 6th and the canonization of these police heroes in the pantheon of patriots. This is no accident. This is all religious language brought into one day, and it's happening. You were just talking about brought in one day to erase God from our nation because they believe that government is the provider of everything, not God. And so we see this again and again. Kathy Hochul wanted people to be her apostles and to spread the good word of the vaccine. We now have diversity, equity, and inclusion when I first looked at those letters, D-E-I, that, may, that is Latin for meaning of God, of God. Oh my. And when she, talks, when she talks about a pantheon, I looked it up. The definition of a pantheon is 
all the gods of a people or religion. Barbara, you're amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing. You heard what I said. I knew she was going in that direction, and I, yes. I did say that, uh, yeah, they're trying to, they have no religion of their own, And but, wow, what you said about the pantheon. I, I did not know that, I, or maybe I forgot. Kathy Hochul said uh, she was yes. looking for apostles about the vaccine. Yes. What really blows me away is the diversity, equity, and inclusion that no one has pointed out. Well, I'm going to tonight, Barbara. Barbara, I will be pointing that out tonight. So you're telling me DEI in Latin means of God? Yes, it does. Deus, D-E-U-S, means God. Dei is the possessive. It means of God. As if this diversity, equity, and inclusion is anything that God would want us to have. He created us all. Each of us is unique. Each of us has our own talents. So here we go with DEI. Oh, my gosh. I just looked it up. You are so right. You are so right. It's right there. And nobody else, Barbara, has made this connection. You, and now I will share it uh, in this format, of course. You're doing that. And tonight on the Newsmax show... I'm going to give you a shout-out, if that's okay, Barbara on Long Island. This is great stuff. So amazing, right? So amazing. It's all coming together now. It's so sinister what they're doing. It's in our faces. And in our Declaration of Independence, our founders wrote about the laws of nature and nature's God, and that those are our rights, not rights from any government, but this government that we have now wants to do away with that so that our children will be raised to know that government is the arbiter of all, the provider provider of all, and the decision maker of all, that anything that you think that God may provide to you, you are mistaken. Mm. Barbara, what will we do without you? Uh, fascinating, absolutely fascinating. D-E-I, and uh, the moment you said D-E-I, there has a... Yeah. I, what else? What else about that? De, de, how, deuce, dei? How do you say it in Latin? Dei. You pronounce it dei. In the in the Catholic Church, there's agnus dei, Lamb of God. That's an important prayer in the Catholic Church. But anyone who had a basic course in Latin would know that word. And you know, I just it just hit me really hard when I saw it put together like that. And, um, you know, the more I read about that and the more I hear this talk about um, the the Capitol building being a sacred place and the sacrifice of the officers in the sacred place, does that mean that they are martyrs, mm. the same as the martyrs who have died for their faith, you know, for forever? All right. Now, listen, uh, Barbara, just because uh, I uh, – now, you did hear me say that as well, right? Right? Earlier. Yes. All right. Good. You did, right? I didn't. You, right? No. Yes. You were talking about. All right. Good. Time. Good. Good. Because I can't have anybody telling me, oh, you did, You got all those ideas that you use on the Newsmax show from Barbara. <laughs> I mean, although this DEI thing, and of course, you're firing me up about it all over again. But the DEI thing, I did not know. And wow, Barbara, you're amazing. You continue to amaze me. I'm so grateful. Grateful to all of our uh, viewer, uh, listeners, uh, by the way. You guys are so smart. Um, thank you, Barbara. All right. All good. Otherwise. Yes. 
everything's fine, and that's why I listen to you, and I take notes when I have time. I'm sitting here writing something else for Religious Freedom Day right now, but when you come up with these things, I have to respond to them Mm. because they're so important. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Barbara. To be continued, of course, and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So much fun. I highly recommend an account because we got to get the hell on there and start speaking out and not being afraid. And you got to, you got to get, you got to flex that muscle. You got to train it. You got to get ready. Next time somebody, uh, some woke jerk at a dinner party starts spouting off, you got to be ready. And you can't do it in the moment. I mean, you can do it in the moment, but you got to be ready for the moment. And uh, you're not. Hey, so this is what I did. Uh, the fake news got deadbeat dad Warnock elected. His poor ex-wife desperately pleaded with the cops for protection from him. It's on body cam. But instead, the media ran with anonymous kooks who showed up at Gloria Allred's office. Media hypocrisy. Herschel did a great job. Now, um, the comments are uh, half the reason why I do this is for the comments. What people say. Great stuff. Let's see here. Some people love it. Some people don't. Herschel was never going to be allowed to win. Adding to your statement above, yesterday during Election Day, a judge, a Georgia judge, extended deadline for accepting absentee ballots to three days post-election. Is that true? Three days post i got to check that one out. All right. Oh, it's already 2.54. Uh, Barbara, thank you for that little thing. Everyone's buzzing in the radio station. D-E-I. Deus. Deus. Uh, the, the of God thing. It's really powerful. And uh, I'll be talking about that tonight. I'm going to document it, uh, present it in a very uh, compelling way, hopefully. All right. I got to go in a moment. So, uh, oh, Sandra is standing by. Sandra. Hi there, Greg. Hi. I got to go. I got to go quickly. So if you don't mind, sorry. Well, I wanted to say that people are saying that all the early voters, they hold the votes to the end. And maybe they use them as needed to win. Exactly, exactly. I think that's what happened in Pennsylvania. Stop the voting. Let's get more votes. Let's, uh, yeah, they'll always have more. With this system, I think they'll always have more. Sandra, you know I love you. Thank you very much. Uh, Tom in Huntington. Greg, listen, uh, you, you basically covered everything, every, uh, everything about Donald Trump. But one thing which... On uh, January of 2017, when he was making his speech, um, he was uh, flanked by six Marines behind him. I know, and they walked out? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's weird. It's actually pretty weird. Maybe you could use your sources to basically find out who gave him that order, because I, I think that's when he really lost his support. I can't remember if I did this on the Newsmax show, but you're absolutely right. Donald Trump is making a great point during his inaugural address, and he's ripping on the swamp. And he says, you know, for too long, it was all about those who worked here and not about the people. The people were forgotten while those in power got rich and their power grew. That ends right here and right now. I think that's a direct quote, by the way. And right in the middle of that. About seven uh, soldiers and Marines start screwing around behind him. So distracting and weird. What the hell was that about? I do think that somebody in that audience, somebody up there in the VIP section, was very uncomfortable with Donald Trump's words. And whispered, maybe it was Mitch McConnell. Oh, maybe you can uh, wrap this up. Why don't you create a distraction? So we can just like 
people will not be focused on the speech. Tom, it's a great point, and I thank you. Uh, 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 who's been on hold the longest? All these numbers just went to zero. Um, Alex in California, yes. Uh, hi, thank you for taking my call. I just want to comment on the uh, the alleged red wave. So Bill O'Reilly, uh, Jesse Waters, and many other political commentators took the uh, Glenn Youngkin victory to indicate the start of the red wave. However, they failed to do the following analysis. <laughs> Take the voting percentages of the right. four major demographic groups, uh-huh. but instead of applying them to the to the Virginia demographic, apply them to a California demographic. I you see. discover that Glenn Youngkin would have lost by a couple of points. I see. And most of the country All right. does not I don't have, have that the- ability, and I don't think Jesse Waters does either, but you do, and that's very impressive, Alex. How did you get so smart, by the way? Uh, well, I'm not as smart as you. No, come on. You're one of those tech guys. You're brilliant. And that is an interesting analysis. I'm not into Glenn Youngkin. He hasn't even been governor for a year. Try again next time. I'll be back tomorrow. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.